This is Packers Life Sports Show with Benjamin Denton and John Hinton. We're coming at you live from the WKNC studios on the beautiful, awesome, amazing, fantastic campus of North Carolina State University on 88.1 WKNC HD1 FM. Raleigh. Ecstatic to be coming out to live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation. And most importantly, we are back. Back. <laughs> Better than ever, as some people would say. <laughs> I wish that were the case. Well, we are coming at you live on one of the premier college radio stations in the nation, keeping you up to date with the latest and the greatest with the pack. I'm Benjamin Denton. And I'm John Hinton. And yeah, like we say, we're we're back. John, you missed <laughs> we missed well, we missed last week. Um there was that snow. A lot of snow. Us North Carolinians, we can't yeah. handle that. No. Yeah, nobody was going to be listening to us, honestly. I well, mean, I live a mile and a half from campus, and I was not yeah. going to be driving on that. Hill. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I just don't know how you could focus on like two lame dudes talking about sports when you got like six inches of snow like, outside. One Obviously, lame dude, being sarcastic. One awesome dude. And the week before, I apologize. I had the flu and what? definitely you didn't, didn't want to. You didn't power through the flu. No, John? I did not power through the flu. I did not want to give you guys my um, even lower than normal. Even more melancholy than normal voice. <laughs> so we are back this week. What's what's on the docket for, for this week's show? Well, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, obviously coming up not this weekend, but I the next know if weekend. Else is going to be talking about that. <laughs> well, we'll mention yeah. it. Um, definitely going to talk some Hornets and NBA. Oh, um, boy. Yeah. Absolutely, men's and women's basketball for NC State, both doing pretty well right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to talk some men's soccer, some track and field, some men's tennis. Season rifle. just started up for them. Yeah, season just started up for them. Rifle and a whole lot of swimming and diving. And we're going to open that up with the a lot of swimming and diving. A couple <laughs> meets this year. Uh, the a lot of swimming. It was the TYR Pro Swim Series, and this was over in Texas. There was, was four days of swimming yes. for NC State. Uh, what are some of the events? Just so you know, if you're cool, you say tier. Tier? Not T-Y-R, tier. It's a brand. Oh. It's, it's like a brand of swim bag, swim equipment, things like that. I Goggles didn't even and know suits. that. I yeah, thought... I mean, you, you, know, you weren't a swimmer, so it's okay. It's all right. It's yeah, fine. It's fine. <laughs> I'm living fine without having been a swimmer. The more you know. <laughs> the the more you know. I'm just saying. It's, it is pronounced tier. All right, tier. so what, what events tier... do we swim here? Um... Uh, pretty much everything. I mean, for starters, we'll just go into it. The 400 IM, uh, we earned three top ten finishes um, in the men's. Anton Ibsen finished second, Eric Knowles seventh, and Luca Martins finished ninth. All of those times under four minutes, 30 mm-hmm. seconds. That's pretty pretty fast for a 400 IM. So the IM for the non-swimmers yeah. that may or may not be included in this studio, what is an IM? Um IM stands for individual medley, which if you know anything about swimming, you got the four strokes, freestyle, breaststroke, mm-hmm. backstroke, and butterfly. And IM means you start in the water, backstroke, and then breaststroke, and then butterfly, mm-hmm. and then freestyle. And that's all done by one swimmer. If it's the IM or is it I'm, a I'm relay? sorry, that's on the relay. Backstroke, breaststroke, butterfly, freestyle. On mm-hmm. an IM, an individual, it's butterfly backstroke breaststroke freestyle generally going by how how much energy you like the butterfly takes the most energy so you usually do that first yes exactly and then the relay you can't um start with a relay start from the water so that's why they do the backstroke first okay yeah. all righty so mm-hmm. now we know the more you know we know what an im is we had three mm-hmm. top 10 finishes for the men on the women's side hannah moore 
is always killing it for NC State swimming. Uh, oh, yeah. She finished third, and she finished in 447.6. That's another ridiculous time, um, especially for the women. Uh, getting that not only top 10, not only top 5, but top 3 finish. Very impressive. Um, continuing with top 10 finishes in the men's 100 fly, Ryan Held, um, mm-hmm. our, our gold medalist, our, our local gold medalist. Um, yep. He finished 8th with a 54.81, and Justin Ress finished 10th. Worth noting, that's those two guys' third stroke. Justin Ress is a backstroker, yes. yeah. and then a freestyler. Ryan Held and then he's is doing butterfly. a freestyler, mostly. Yeah, and he, his backstroke times come pretty good, mm-hmm. pretty close to Justin Ress, but those are two guys that we're definitely going to be seeing in Tokyo. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Justin Ress, Ryan Held, definitely uh, will be on Team USA. I mean, obviously, everybody has to go through Olympic trials, even Michael Phelps, if he so happens to return. But um, mm-hmm. I fully expect them to both uh, qualify. Yeah, and in the uh, 200 backstroke, there were a couple of top 10 finishes. Hennessy Stewart finished fifth. And um, on the men's side, and McKenzie Glover finished ninth on the women's side. Uh, the 200 men's freestyle, uh, NC State had uh, came away with top 10 finishes from Ibsen and Vizayas, and they tied for sixth. So they finished wow. for the exact same time. Yeah. Down to the hundredth of a second. It's just unreal to me um, that you can swim a 200 freestyle and it's still, it's that close. Down to the one hundredth of a second. Usually when you see these ties or like, Mm -hmm. I'm sure everybody um, is old enough to remember Phelps beating um, Miller-Rakavich by one one hundredth of a second in the hundred fly. Was there, wasn't it? No, that that was Miller-Rakavich because that was in 2008. Chad LeClough was in, uh, he was last, or not last year anymore. Oh, 12. Two years ago. 12, yeah. Oh, 12. In 16, actually, in Brazil. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember the LeClough race. I don't remember the one in 08. I really didn't watch a lot of TV back back then. But yeah, uh, it's just, it shows how close all these swimmers are. Like, Mm -hmm. there are a lot of, Really good swimmers who might be a tenth of a second off, maybe um, half a second off from going to the Olympic yeah. trials, and you're not going to hear their name. And that's how mm-hmm. competitive of a sport it is. Now, I have a, a very slight tangent, a little improvisation yeah, go ahead. here. <laughs> so um, recently we had the college football playoff, and we had yeah. the, uh, college rules overtime. And a lot of yes. people were talking about, I heard somebody else talk about they don't like those overtimes. People talk about I soccer. I love it. <laughs> and... Um, in swimming, this is a completely hypothetical. How would a tie? You just said you swam two hundred, in and we're exactly the same down to the hundred seconds. If there was an overtime, like in the quotes, Olympics, yeah. If, that, if no there was overtime. an overtime, no overtime. But I'm saying if there was in swimming, if you and I could change the sport that's and so, make an overtime that'd be comparable, what would you do? That's so, something crazy. You can't do that. You can't? No, because it's one event. It's not like a basketball game. You're not going to put them on the diving board. Absolutely no, 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 because no, it's it's so event specific in the race that you if you have a tie for first, you both get a gold medal. Oh man, that's, that's just not the way it American, works. Man. No, it is American. Absolutely. I mean, it's like, what what do you mean by that? It's I don't not know. American. I just want something crazy. Because Amer- Americans come first, right? Yeah, Americans got to be. Winners. We were actually ranked eighth as best country in the world. Oh really? As a recent 2018 ranking. It wasn't American so. that did the ranking? Yeah. I'm just messing with you. I we're, thought- ta- we're tanking right now. <laughs> for the lottery in in 2020. Um, <laughs> okay, so that if was, you get that, let's move on with that swimming. That was the first day. That was the first day. So second day, we had 11 top 10 finishes, 100 freestyle. That's Ryan Heldstroke. He did it in 49.35 seconds. He finished second. Yep. And Justin Rest finished fourth. So I don't know. Maybe they're not on their game as much, but still top five finishes in the 100 freestyle yeah. at a tier meet, as you said it. A tier meet, yes. Okay. A tier meet, which is like. 
a sponsorship, so it's almost like a Nike tournament. Other strokes that, like we, that. that um, happened on day two were the 800 Freestyle, 100 Backstroke, the 200 IM, and the 200 Butterfly. Some of the names there. Anton Ibsen did well. He finished second. Anna Moore as yeah, well 800 in the 800 Freestyle. freestyle. Ariel um, Finkel. Fink. There's no L in there. Yes. I just added an L on my notes. But <laughs> Ariel Fink, a swimmer named Ariel. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Pamela Hollip finished fifth. She was born for this. And um, that was in the uh, 800 freestyle. Yep. Justin Ress finished third in the backstroke. Hennessy Stewart ninth. Uh, Andreas Vazios took sixth in the 2IM, finishing in under 205. That's a ridiculously fast time. Julia Poole finished sixth in the 200IM. And Luca Martins finished 10th in the 200 Butterfly, and that was day two. Yeah, and if you listen to the show, you know that Julia Poole is a local product. She went to Middle Creek High School, mm-hmm. swims for uh, she swam for the local club more, and she uh, she went to the Olympic trials for breaststroke. So I'm thinking in 20 as a high schooler, so I'm thinking in 2020, Julia Poole is probably at least going to be in contention and in, in the running for those 2020 Olympics. Moving on to day three, there were 14 top 10 finishes, all the races. All the races but the uh, 40, 400 freestyle and 200 mystery IM. So this is another thing that maybe the swimmer doesn't know. Do you know what a mystery IM is? Mystery IM, I honestly do not know. They didn't do that in high school? I have never heard of a mystery we, IM. We might have to go ask the coach what a mystery <laughs> IM yes, is. I have, yeah, just saying. I swam in high school. I've never heard of a mystery IM. So, so. what's an elimination style? Because that's what some of these races were running. What's that mean? An elimination style is um, where you have semifinals and finals. So you're going to start with, like, 16. Um, okay. Maybe, like, say it's a 200 relay. You start with 16 teams. And the top eight will advance. Okay, it's so what, it's, it's yeah. not based. So you could have. You just need to have the fastest time to, or top eight time. You it doesn't to be, matter yes. how fast it was. You just have to be top eight. So like, if you see in the Olympics, Team USA, they might have four different swimmers swimming in the morning, mm-hmm. so that they can rest for the um, the finals at night. Or you might have somebody who, um, if you don't have enough swimmers who can uh, get you to that level, get you to the the premier lane. Then you might have like maybe one or two swimming twice, but like someone like Michael Phelps yeah. swimming like at the end of their career, they're going to be rested, and yeah. another swimmer is going to take their spot. Which the every you know. swimmer who swims get a me- gets a medal if nice. they win, even if they're not. Swimming oh, I in thought the you finals. about to say, you you didn't follow up with if not they win. For, no, no, no. I'm saying like say the United States wins the gold, and they had four different swimmers swim in the earlier relay. All eight swimmers are going to get a gold medal. Oh, nice. They just won't nice. be on the podium. Yeah, because their points yeah. help yeah. count for the win. Exactly. All yeah. right, so other events that was the events that were swam, the 400 free, Anton Ibsen finished second, and he's a senior. He's killing it in the pool. On the women's side, Hannah Moore, again, we talk about her a lot mm. because she's yep. really good. She's finished second, and Tamala Holub finished eighth. Those all top ten finishes in the 400 free for the men's and women's side. 50 backstroke, Justin Rest advanced to the third finals heat and finished second with a mark of 25.04. Hennessy Stewart finished eighth with a mark of 26.26. Yep, and so in the 50 free, Ryan Held made it to the second finals, and he finished with a 22.54. And we've talked about his ACC record of 18.58. That's in yards. Yeah, that's that's the short course, 25-yard pool. Exactly, yes. And so these are all in long course, which is 50 meters. And there's about... About a 15-foot difference or a little bit more. Also, there's a flip turn difference yeah. because some swimmers may have a faster flip turn, so they'll do better in the Short shorter sprint events. But some swimmers, like I know um, Katie Gledecky, 
mm-hmm. has an incredible flip turn. Yeah, that's there's so, so many like, flips in those in, long distance yeah, races. In short course, um, she does awesome. In the shorter races, in long course, she does well. She does awesome in all the races. She yeah, she's dominates. the greatest. But like, I mean, she really is the most dominant swimmer of all time. Like. Over Michael Phelps, it's gonna be a next a uh, good couple of next couple of Olympics watching her. I think I think two more, maybe three. Yeah, two yeah. More. She was fourteen when she was in a, or fifteen. She was fourteen 15. turning fifteen. Fifteen and then nineteen in Rio, and then she'll be twenty three in Tokyo. Wow, which okay. is like the prime. <laughs> We're digressing here with the swimming. That's just a lot to get. Swimming's to. fun to talk about. <laughs> it's I'm the not, best. I'm not denying it's it. It's the I best just... Olympic sport. Oh, man. It is absolute. It's so much better than basketball. Well, America gets into it because we're good at it. Yes. That's why we get into it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's I fun get into to, the Olympic basketball. When it's a close game, I do like Olympic basketball. I really like, um, I really like track and field, even though the U.S. is not always yeah. the best at that. But it's just We had a guy that finished in the, uh, the, the longest one. Shoot, I can't remember um, what event, but the it was a guy. Run? The guy that the finished. Marathon. Yeah, the marathon. Yeah. He finished right behind Mo Farah, and they were training partners. Really? And it was a guy from, like, Oregon, and, like, it was the first time an American had medaled in that race in, like, years. Yeah, yeah. Usually you see, like, the, the marathon runners. This is just a tangent, but usually they come from, like, Ethiopia mm-hmm. uh, and Kenya, countries like that, where they're um, they're just they're For, longer, and yeah. they're, they have more endurance like they really do and it's their national sport as well so yeah. they are always all our training best athletes are going to football and basketball and theirs are going to running anyway mm-hmm. so uh 50 butterfly held it um he advanced to the yeah we just talked about that yeah the 50 breaststroke jacob molasek yeah he qualified for the first finals um he finished seventh 28.73, and andreas vizayas julia Poole, they competed in the 200 mystery i am which I still don't know what it is, and I'm. I'm gonna ask at the pool. I'm going to. Yeah. Okay. Good. I'm gonna. I need to look it I'm up. I'm going too, to work there at eleven tomorrow. Figure out what it is. I wonder, if the swim team's practicing, I'll ask. That finished up day three. Day four was a shorter day. Uh, four top ten finishes with the fifteen hundred freestyle as the only event. Hannah Moore, she finished second with a sixteen thirty three. Ariel Fink finished fifth, sixteen forty eight. Tamala Holub was sixth. In 1704, and that does it for the women. And for the men, Anton Ibsen finished fourth with a 15-minute, 18-second time. All right, so that was the tier meet in Texas, so that wasn't necessarily versus anybody. Exactly. So our next meet, we uh, went to Virginia, and during that week, we were the men were number three, and they fell to number six, number six in the country. And so we went to a ranked Virginia squad um, later in the week, and we beat uh, 23rd-ranked Virginia. The men won 193 to 100. That's a swimming and diving meet. So there's also diving scores to be counted in there, but the women actually ranked number 15, fell to Virginia 178 to 117. So mm-hmm. a couple of the races that we uh, we had in Virginia. Oh uh, yeah, um, 200 medley relay. Um, Vizayas, Molasek, Held, and Justin. Rest. These are the winners. These are the people that yes, won. Yes, these are our winners. Sorry, I forgot to say that they finished with a time of 127.06. Uh, absolutely unreal. Uh, women's 400 freestyle relay, Elise Hahn, Krista Duffield, Lexi Lupton, and Vasiliki Baca finished with a 319.60. Yeah, and no surprise, Hannah Moore won the 1,000 freestyle with a time of 946.06. 1,000 freestyle was won by Anton Ibsen, and that moved us on to diving. And one-meter diving, Stuart Stan, uh, Spanbauer. 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 Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. My yeah. English. He finished with a top score of 342.6. On the three meters, 
James Brady finished with a 328.2. Yeah, Brady was diver of the week, um, the week you missed, and we, I talked yeah, about him for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, we have D- a good- Diving's really interesting because um, swimming is completely objective. Yeah. Everything is determined by the clock. It's determined by when your feet leave the blocks, mm-hmm. and it's determined by stroke and turn judges who are – like professionals. I mean, I mean, they're human, but they're impartial. They're professionals. Exactly. And it's just, did they do a legal turn or did they not? Exactly. Not did they do a legal turns. stroke? Exactly. They're not scored. Now, for diving, I mean, it's very impartial, but at the same time, it's just like gymnastics. Yeah. You never know. A judge could just not like someone for a particular reason and give them a certain score. And, I mean, that's obviously corrupt. And I don't think it happens that often. But, but it could. It could. Absolutely, yes. Just like a ref in basketball. But... Continuing. <laughs> we don't ever talk about refs as oh, NC gosh. State fans. No, not at all. Never, ever. Ryan Held. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. 200 freestyle. <laughs> Ryan Held won it, of course. In yeah. the 100 backstroke, Coleman Stewart won it. We haven't mentioned that name before. And in the women's 100 breaststroke, again, we talked about her for the Olympic trials at breaststroke. Julia Poole oh, yeah. won that. She's a really good up-and-coming swimmer for yeah, the Yeah, we swept the 100 breaststroke, actually. Jacob Molisek took that with a time of 584 that's a Olympic trials level time if he can get that. Really? Level. Not that time, but if he's swimming that in January, he he has a chance. Yeah, I'm sure you're saying the first time. He'll yeah. get at the trials for sure. I'm I I have no doubt about that. Yep, and uh the 200 butterfly uh James Bretcher uh had finished. He won that. Uh 50 freestyle, Justin Ress won that. 100 freestyle, Justin Ress won that. What a surprise. Yeah, and then Coleman Stewart won the 200 backstroke as well. So we did very well in Virginia for the men's side. Coleman, Coleman Stewart swept the one in the 200 backstrokes. So, nice. Yeah, uh, nice. Definitely an, uh, another up-and-coming Wolfpack swimmer for the number six team 500 freestyle. Uh, Hannah Moore mm-hmm. won that uh, 500 freestyle. Anton Ipsen again. You see those names a lot. Yep. Hunter Butterfly. Ryan Held. Yeah. That's kind of his number two stroke. We said, I said yep. earlier backstroke was his number two. Butterfly yep. is kind of his I number two. I should have corrected you. Rest <laughs> is number three is Butterfly. Yep. Women's 2IM, Julia Poole won with a time of 2.01, and that is all we have for swimming. Up next, they will go to UNC Chapel Hill. Oh, that's on Friday at yeah. 5 p.m. inside Cory Natatorium. I don't know how to say Cory. I don't A-O-U-R-Y. know. A-O-U-R-Y. UNC that, needs to, I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot know. of things UNC needs to do. I'm, I'm going to say Cory Natatorium. Anyway, it's at Chapel Hill Five on Friday. Go we're sport way the wolf better back. than them in swimming. We are going to absolutely. Kill oh, we're them. going to destroy them. Yeah, we're right. going to drain the pool with them. I've never heard of that before. It's something I just made up. Actually, it's not a saying. Ironically, though, that would end the meet. <laughs> so it'd, it'd probably be like it'd be equivalent of breaking the backboard in a basketball game I guess on a dunk. So. I guess so. Yeah, drain the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of something else too. It's actually kind of pretty fun. funny. <laughs> All right. All right. Anyway, other non revenue sports that we're going to keep you up to date with because that's what we do here on Packers Life Sports Show. By the way, you can follow us on Twitter at Packers Life NCSU. Yes. We need to tweet out more, but we haven't because we, we have school. Anyway, we tweet a lot of good retweets, links to articles about NC State sports, opinions on NC State sports, and yeah, I try just to general. Keep- Popular sports news. Yeah. Just make sure John isn't tweeting out his opinions because we both have the sign-in. So if it's something not smart, pro- John probably tweeted it. If it was really smart, it was me. Like when I said that the Titans would get to the Super Bowl. Anyway. Interesting. In Rifle, the Pack tied a school record <laughs> against the third-ranked Kentucky with an aggregate score of 4,673. It was a very close match, though. Like, yeah. we almost beat Kentucky. It Which was is- 4,689. 
Yeah. So they only beat us by 16 points. Kentucky, it's like West Virginia, Alaska. Like, yeah. you, know, you know those guys can shoot because yeah. they're just in that area of the country. Anyway, would, so we, yeah. we fell to the top five team in the country. No shame in that. Though, fun fact about Rifle, only eight teams make the tournament. Really? So, yeah, because if you think about it, there's not a lot of Rifle teams. Not, not every that's, college has a Rifle that's team. That's true, yeah. Like, and basically all the good USC ones are, definitely are in the... Uh, Greater American Rifle Conference. They just take all the good ones, put them in one conference, and then the top eight make the NCAA tournament. Wow. And we lost an Olympian, for one, from so last like year. So, like, if you're not in the conference, can you not get in the tournament? I'm not sure about that. All I know was only the top eight teams wow. get into the NCAA tournament. So, hmm. yeah, a, co- a quote from uh, head coach Keith Miller. While clearly we're pleased to tie the school record today, our challenge coming out of this match is to find a way to first maintain and then approve, improve upon this level of performance, so rifle, it's not like basketball. You're not going like directly against each other. It's kind of like golf. You can't really help with other person's scores. So you can tie a, a school record exactly, and yeah, still yeah. come out on the losing end because you're playing Kentucky. Yeah, it's almost like swimming in a way because, uh, I mean, you can set like a world record and you can have the second fastest time in the world because someone in the same exact race broke that world record yep. and beat you. And so a couple of total score notes. We're not going to get into all the nitty-gritty about the small bore and the air rifle, but Lauren Phillips scored uh, 1,182 as a total score with her our small bore and air rifle added up, and that was her career high, and she finished second overall in the standings and the Wolfpack's top performer. Kendra Jacobs also tallied a career best. She was only four points off and 1178. That's her career high. She claimed third place. Now, Next up, we do have good, some, some good news. Yes, because we played Army. And uh, we defeated Army 4,000. Is, is it played or is it? I don't, I don't know. Is it shot? You played yourself. <laughs> did that's we, what it did. Did we shoot them? or? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we competed against Army. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> we uh, won 4,663 to 4,632. These, these seem very close. Yeah, like they, It seems like it, it could come down to a couple so inches. The way I've done the math, it scored a perfect score for a team is 4,800. Okay. Because each each. Small bore and air rifle both add up to 2,400, and mm-hmm. that's the top four scores. As an individual rifle com- person competing, you can score a perfect up score. Up to 1,200, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can score 600 perfectly, and then the top four scores are counted. If all four okay. people got that's 600 right. points, you'd finish with 2,400 points in that category. That's right, and so there's that's two why, categories. And these guys go to, go to school for free because they can really shoot a rifle, so yeah. that's why you see these mm-hmm. scores— 2,348 out of 2,400. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how the scoring works in there. It took a little bit of... It's like 98 point something percent. That's, I mean, that's an A+. plus. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's an really A+. Plus. That's yeah, all it can I'm count say. towards their GPA. So, <laughs> after the win over uh, Army, they moved to 10-5 and five on the year, but they're 3-3 three and three in the Greater American Rifle Conference, and uh, the Army wasn't that good. They were 3-7, and seven, and now they're 1-4 and four mm, in the yeah. league. So, Jacob... Army's rivals... Navy. Yeah, we didn't have that good of a score. I mean, they're pretty good. No, actually, oh, we did have a really good we score. We did have a good score. We were talking about this. We yeah. had a program record. Uh, we scored 4,678. Navy beat us by five points. Four, six, eight, three. That's just, I mean, that's just tough luck. You know, it's, it's the match. There's sometimes. literally nothing you can do about that because you. it's just what the other team shoots. I mean, you could sabotage, why but is, that's, like, not fair. Why is Navy better than <laughs> Army? Why is Navy better? Navy's better than Army at everything. No, I'm talking about, but if you're on a boat, why are you better at shooting than the people that are infantry and on land? Mm, I don't know. Maybe because uh, Navy's such a good school 
better than West Point, that they attract better students, better shooters, better athletes than Army. You see it Hasn't in just Army about every sport. Army won the last two football games, though? That is true. Army has won the last two football games, but I'm. it's been like 20 million years since they've beaten Navy in swimming or water polo. Oh, really? And those are the sports that matter. That's very <laughs> obscure. Every time I watch the Army-Navy game, I'm like, America, America, America. Go America. No, dude, go Navy. Go Navy. Beat Army every time. Anyway, well, the rifle, they beat us even though we had a program (laughs) record uh, in points scored. Up next, Saturday, February 4th, we're traveling to Spartanburg, South Carolina, home of the Carolina Panthers training camp. And we're going to play the Wofford Terriers in a (laughs) non-conference matchup. Wofford, they beat UNC in basketball, and they have a shooter that is really, really good yeah, in basketball. Yeah, kind of like, I mean, like Davidson back when they had Steph Curry. Yeah, this guy, I read one article because they beat UNC. Hopefully, How he, tall is he? I haven't seen him play. I haven't seen him play either, but he's like 6'2", from what 6'2"? I read. 6'2"? If okay. I'm remembering, remembering correctly. Okay. But it's not going to matter because we're playing against them in rifle, and hopefully we should win. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's <laughs> not in the conference. Speaking but. of UNC losses, I just want to say they lost to Virginia Tech on Monday. Um, shout out to Virginia Tech. Go Hokies whenever they're not playing us. And you know, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, Virginia Tech's a horticulture school, an agricultural school yeah. a lot, just like here. And my brother yeah. is in horticulture, and they um, they go him and, like, I don't know what he does in horticulture. They go up to Virginia <laughs> Tech sometimes. Yeah. And it's like when you ask someone what's a Hokie, they go, we are the Hokies. Yeah. Like, they don't they don't tell you what a Hokie is. I just thought that was kind of a fun fact. I think I know what it is. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a turkey. Yeah. But it, yeah. turkeys is not is not a good mascot. Yeah. Well yeah. it's more to it. Hokies talk- is. Hokies is. Gamecocks. Yeah. Good mascot. That's cool. What what's another name for game chicken? Yeah. Chicken. Hen. Rooster. I mean all the Delaware is the blue hens, and I think that's pretty cool. <laughs> And they got, like, the Michigan helmets, but it's, like, a different color blue. So it's, like, I don't know. I, I oh, Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's where Joe Flacco went. Yeah, we are Elite really... quarterback. The only, the fourth quarterback from the AFC to make the Super Bowl since 2001, besides Peyton Manning or um, Ben Roethlisberger or Tom, Tom Brady. Tom. I mean, <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk yeah. about that a little bit later. Yeah. Right now, men's tennis started up. The season started. We have a new coach. Kyle Spencer is the new head coach of men's tennis, and we are off to a fantastic start. Yeah. Spoiler alert, we're 4-0. Started the season off, we beat Gardner-Webb 5-2, 5-2-2, and we beat Winthrop 7-0. Those teams, you always see them in the NCAA tournament in basketball because they win their conference. Exactly. That's why I always associate with them. But we beat them 5-2 and 7-0. We later played Northwestern. A Big Ten school, yeah. We defeated them 4-3. So a um, close game. Yes. Uh, the Savellet brothers, um, they defeated Ben Vandehorn and Dominic Sterry from Northwestern 6-2. Um, Alexis Gallerno, Michael Ogden, they're in the, our number two spot. They defeated Nick Brooks and Antonioni Fasano. And that, that is, is a cool six name. Six to three. That is a, a really cool also, name. Also, I would Antonioni. never say anything mean to him because his family would probably have me taken out. That's a stereotype. I mean, I'm just looking at the name, man. That's a stereotype, though. Come on now. It's Come great, on now. Though. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, Babilis and Malishev from NC State in the number three spot defeated Chris Efron. And Michael Lorenzini from Northwestern, five to three, and I mean that's a sweep of the top three. Yeah, so. and so we ended up winning yeah. that four to three. We mm-hmm. played um, Minnesota after that. We won that one. That was a a very very close match. We won that four to three as well. Brings us to four and zero. Oh. Seems like we're on a Big Ten road trip. Yeah, it's the best um, start for men's tennis since 2012. And considering we just hired a new coach, yeah. that's really really encouraging. Absolutely. To see. The uh, the match came down to the final 
final set between a top 40 matchup of number 16, Galano, and number 35, Milicevic. Milicevic. Yep. Galano, he took an early advantage winning the first set. Milicevic tied him. They had to go to a winner-take-all third set, which turned out to be a match-take-all. Whoever won this That's set intense. won the match for the entire team. Galano was down 2 to nothing in the deciding set and 5-4, to four, and he came out and rallied to win 6-5 to five and win it for the men's tennis to keep them undefeated yeah, in, on in the In that year. final set, you don't have to win by two. It's just straight-up first to six points wins. And they don't. it's not like the love 15, love 30, love mm-hmm. 40. It's just to six points. Yep. But um, that's, that's like it's like Cleveland coming back, three one lead. <laughs> yeah. All right. It was it was way more intense than that because it was men's tennis, at NC State. So that's all for tennis. They're going to take a break and they're not coming back until February 9th when they will host Elon here on campus at 5 p.m. Moving on to other non-revenue sports, track and field. The the uh, Carolina Cup. Well, we went to UNC and we ran there did other track and field stuff. You don't just run. Gabrielle Cunningham broke her own school record in the 60-meter dash, improving her mark by four one-hundredths of a second to 7.35 seconds. That's fast. 60 meters? (laughs) Oh, goodness gracious. Yeah. There were six marks qualified for the ACC Indoor Championship. We talked about this previously. You just get a time during any point during the season. If that's a qualifying time. And then you're there. You're there. Mm -hmm. And uh, four athletes set uh, personal records. Uh, throwers Laura, Lauren Evans and Joshua Davis continued their impressive seasons as they finished first place in the weight throw for the men's and women's. And uh, this was the third straight uh, win at the event for Davis and Evans, second of the season. Yeah, uh, we had 15 podium finishes overall. That was headlined by a first-place finish um, in the men's 4 by 400 relay, which was my absolute favorite race mm-hmm. in high school because it was at the end of the meet well, it's and also, nobody was watching. <laughs> I always liked it because it's the longest race where the most can happen, but they're also running the fastest because they're not getting tired. That's The 100 meters yeah, goes by true. super fast. Yeah, like, oh, it's, yeah, it's the, gone. The 400 is the longest sprint, too. Yeah. And if you just watch the individual race, you like you start to feel sorry at the for the runners at the end of the race. I, I always feel and sorry then for the, the runners. <laughs> I could never do that. But, yeah, that was Shannon Patterson, Dylan Peebles, Will Hoffman, and Abdur Rahman Kelly – in the men's 4x4, taking first place. Uh, we set personal records in five events. Fortenberry improved his mark in the men's weight throw on his final attempt to 16.8 meters. And White's first attempt on the long jump set a new personal record of 5.7. So up next for track and field, the team will make the trip to Lexington, Virginia. Le- Not Kentucky. Oh. <laughs> on January 19th and 20th to compete in the VMI Cadet Invitational. So we that, already beat them in basketball, so it's a wrap. Yeah, it's, it's a, we relate it's everything. We relate everything to basketball and football. <laughs> yeah. We're such bros, man. Oh, my anyway, gosh. Moving on, the yeah. soccer. <laughs> Manny Perez and David Lohr were named to the national all-freshman team. Those guys were killing it all year. David Lohr led us in assists. Perez was a first-team all-freshman all for All-America. That's, and yeah. Laura was the third season. team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And these guys don't go pro early. Speaking of going pro, we'll talk about it just a bit. Yeah. But we're going to have these guys for four, three more years after this, so it's going to be pretty exciting in the men's soccer. Yeah, Perez, he's ranked as the number two freshman in the nation on the top drawer soccer freshman top 100 list at the end of the 2017 season. So in no doubt he's going to be probably the – at least the top five player in a couple of years in the whole country, and he's going to be playing here at NC State. That's pretty cool. Speaking of players going pro, senior defender Caleb Duvernay of the Pac-Men soccer team was drafted 
and the MLS Super Draft. Yeah. By the Portland Timbers FC football yeah. club. That's my that's my team in the MLS. Really? Yes. You have a team? I have a team. They they're <laughs> whenever they play Seattle, that's when it gets shown. That's on NBC. a big rivalry. Oh I, yeah. I do enjoy watching that game. Yeah, that's a good game. Yeah, no. Devarney was Timbers. chosen in the third round and he was sixty first overall. He was the 18th ACC player selected in the draft. Like we said. Yeah. <laughs> ACC like 20, is incredible. 20 players from the ACC picked in this draft. The ACC was absolutely stacked at men's soccer. It mm-hmm. was insane how good they were. That's just, I mean, that's unreal. Like, when you look at it, it's like the Big East in basketball a few years ago, which, of course, like we just said, we relate everything to basketball. But <laughs> <laughs> We're going to take a break, though. Yeah, we got some music coming up for you right here. This is uh, Say My Name by Dylan Rockoff, and we are going to be right back on Packers Life Sports Show on 88.1 WKNC. Right. Pack is Life Sports Show. We are back and definitely feeling groovy. That was Daniel Rockoff, Say My Name. Hope you enjoyed that. We're going to talk about basketball since it's always seemed to talk about anyway. Yeah, because that's what we truly care about. That's what lies near and dear to our hearts. <laughs> it, it really is. I mean, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's the both thing of our favorite sport. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, of course, better. But, you know, nobody's, nobody's calculating mm. or counting that. Yeah, if you have to say it, it's probably not true. Oh, man. Yep. We're going to go into women's basketball first. Uh, they're doing pretty well. 15-4 and four overall, 4-3 four and three in the ACC. Definitely on track to make the NCAA tournament. And on a three-game winning streak. Dude, um, I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's It was you not going to the show. Because but la- <laughs> uh, two weeks ago when I did the show by myself, yeah. they were on a three-game losing streak. Really? And they went through periods where they didn't score. They were they were down in games 26-1 to and 18-0 to and three-game losing streak. And now they're undefeated since so that show. So me getting the flu was like paying the penalty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you paid the penalty. And so now they're on a three-game Three-game winning streak. All right. Two two wins at home in Reynolds Coliseum. Yes. Uh, Georgia Tech was the first of that win, mm-hmm. or of those wins. 56-43 uh, to 43 is a grinded-out game. Um, Kiara Leslie led the way with 14 points, three NC State players in double figures, and Chelsea Nelson recorded her seventh double-double of the season, which she followed up the very next week, or mm-hmm. not next week, but the very next that, game. That Sunday, that was a Wednesday night game because that Wednesday was after the show. Night. Yes, and then we had a two o'clock Sunday game versus Syracuse, and we won that sixty to fifty six. So a close yes. game in Reynolds. And, and both of those teams are in and out of the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um, women's basketball does top thirty instead of top twenty five, and there are two polls considered rather okay. than one. So Georgia Tech was twenty sixth and twenty ninth. 26th in the AP, 29th in the coaches' poll. Syracuse, 29th in the AP and unranked in the coaches' poll. So, so not bad teams. No, not bad at all. Probably tournament teams, good ACC-quality opponents, and, um, yeah, two solid wins. Akella Mays had 11 points to lead the pack. She was our highest scorer, along with Chelsea Nelson, who had 11 points and 12 rebounds. This was another grinded-out tough game. A lot of defense, a lot of missed shots. A lot of balance, too, on offense yeah, as well. Yeah, a lot of hustle, getting those loose balls. Yeah, because you know we, were, we were playing really good defense during that losing streak. We just were not able to score in the first half. And so now, once mm-hmm. we got that figured out, now we're winning again. And that didn't stop with those two games. Yes. Uh, we defeated that team in Chapel Hill, the UNC Tar Heels, 66-53 to in their building. So... 
We lead the all-time series 55-50. Isn't, to 50, very isn't their gym also Carmichael? Isn't the women's basketball gym Carmichael? Yes, that's right. It's called Carmichael Gym. No, it's not connected to our Car- our Carmichael Gym, but it is a Carmichael Gym. Uh, it's, now we know it's who weird has the best to see, Carmichael. Yeah, exactly. It's weird to see a building on UNC not named Keenan or Dean. Oh, that's like, true. I'm, yeah, it's just it's weird. But yeah, they uh, Carmichael Arena or whatever. I don't know. I guess it's, it's Carmichael Gym. Carmichael Gym. Uh, yeah, sixty-six to fifty-three. Kayla Ely had twenty-two points on eight for eleven shooting. And the key here jumped out to an eighteen to ten lead. So yes, did West not more getting getting them fired up to start the game and mm-hmm. not having to come out of a dig ourselves out of a huge hole. To, to come back and win. And, of course, that was Coach's 100th win at Syracuse. I forgot to mention that. So now his 101st win overall as coach of NC So State. for 101, the basics, you beat Carolina. Yes. Get it? Because, like, a basic class <laughs> yeah. is a 101, right? Like English 101. It's pretty good, actually. We uh, have Wake Forest tomorrow night at 7. That's a home game? I am actually not sure. I believe it's at Wake Forest, though. Yeah, because we just had some home games. So we, that's, I'm pretty sure we played Wake Forest at home. It's at Wake Forest. Yeah, so that I'll is that women's basketball for you tomorrow night at 7. You can just drive to Winston-Salem. Speaking of <laughs> Wake Forest, we hosted Wake Forest. Oh, we're 13-7 and seven right now, 3-4 and four in the ACC. On the men's side, Men's yes. side, yes. The only thing going for us in terms of getting to the NCAA tournament is quality wins. Yes, and we have plenty of those. We have Plenty. Arizona. We we have three of those. Arizona, Arizona Duke, Duke, and Clemson. Clemson. You could put Penn State. If Penn State makes the tournament, that puts them in a quality win. See, the thing for me is I don't think it's possible for Penn State and NC State to make the tournament unless one of them wins the conference tournament. I, I see them on the same level, and I see NC State. You're right, though. It is a good win because it's going to give us that tiebreaker over them. If they're considering both teams for an 11 level, seed, yeah. yes, it's like – Last four in, NC State's going to get that spot over Penn State. If we but. get in the tournament, I think we can make some noise. I think we can win a couple games. Oh, absolutely. It's and just It comes down to having being healthy, staying out of foul trouble. Yeah. Before the Duke game, you you would have been insane to think this was an NCAA tournament team. And yeah. Again, with seven losses in the ACC slate, you have 11 games left. I'd say you have to go 8-3. and three. I think you have to finish Eight twenty-one three and from ten. Here on out? Yeah, I think you have to finish okay. uh, nine and seven in the eight. No, wait, is that nine and nine in the ACC? I believe eight and three from here on out would be eleven and five. Eleven and five in the ACC. That's a good mark. I think we can afford to lose twelve games and beat one more quality opponent, and by that I mean beat UNC at home. Is UNC a quality opponent though? Oh my gosh, yes. Are they? They, they, beat, they lost to Virginia Tech. They've lost to Wofford. They are still a very quality opponent. They're obviously going to bring their A game for NC State. They're rivals. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love beating UNC, but I, it's bad. And look, NC State fan listening, if we beat UNC, you are becoming a UNC fan for the rest of the year, except when they're playing us. We need UNC to win as many games. Just like now, you should be a Duke fan because we beat Duke. And we a need... Clemson fan. Exactly. And a Virginia fan and a Miami fan, except when they're playing us. because. Yes. I am I am excited though because if you told if you gave me three games on the schedule and you said Duke Clemson and UVA what do you think your record's going to be after that I would have said one and two or zero oh and three yeah realistically we're two and one and we started two and zero oh, and we played uh, in um, Charlottesville 
Yeah. Yeah. You, nobody wins in Charlottesville. Yeah. Nobody, like, nobody likes good. to watch Virginia. I'm just going to say that. I don't like watching them. They play an ugly style of basketball. It's not flashy at all. None of their players are going to the NBA. It works, though. Um, it Alvin works. Brogdon, Justin Anderson. Are they there right now? Anderson's in the NBA. Are for they the there Sixers. right now? Oh, no. I thought, exactly. I thought you were talking about Virginia in general. Oh, no. Virginia in general, they've always played this way, but they don't have the talent this year to make it exciting. Like, you look at West Virginia. Yeah. They have the NBA talent there. They got they got guys who they might not get drafted. A couple of them will. They might not get drafted, but they are certainly going to compete for they roster also spots in summer run league. An insanely good full court. Press. Have you seen Have you seen Shadow Mountain High School in um in high? They're considered the best team in the country. No, I have not seen it. Him. They're actually coached by Mike Bibby. Oh, I've, I know that name. He yes. played for uh, Duke, right? No, I don't think he played Wait, for Duke. No, no, he no, played no. for the Grizzlies. He played for Arizona in college. He played for Arizona that. in college. He played against Duke in the uh, exactly. NCAA yeah, he championship. Yeah, um, he played for Arizona. He 94. played for the Grizzlies and the pros. He played for the Heat for a little bit at the end of his career. Um, he's their coach. They play exactly like West Virginia. Like, um, anybody out there, I'd encourage you to go, like, on YouTube and watch some of their highlights. I mean, they just beat up on teams. It's ridiculous. And they're, they're not even, like... Running the score mm-hmm. up. What they're doing is they're they're pressing and they're just getting turnovers and buckets. And oh. that's like that's what Virginia does, and that's why we lost. And but with speaking of the full court press, that's something Kevin Keats has brought to the table. And yes, I really love it. I love it too, and it really works with um, our ba- personnel right now. Bats and Johnson, the when enforcer. Together, yes, well, Lavar Bats has always played good defense since he got here, but he's gotten his offenses a lot better. He's in a little bit of a shooting slump, which I mean, if you watch him shoot, it's kind of predictable that a slump's going to happen. <laughs> But he's Come like, on now. <laughs> he brings so much energy. Like now, Freeman's Al Freeman's been benched last couple yeah. of games. He has not been starting. I think been I th- out for significant portions yeah. of games that when we were playing well, at the end of the Miami game, he was scoring, and so that's why he's in the game. Freeman's one of those players. If he's not scoring, he's not really effective yeah, on the court. I agree with you. He's more. He's kind of a one-dimensional player. I would say Markel Johnson is our best assist man. Oh. I think sure. LeVar Bats is our best passer, if Le- you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I know I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. Exactly. Markel's not going to turn the ball over. Markel's going to get it to the open man, but LeVar is going to thread the needle. Yeah, he is. Uh, he runs a pick and roll so beautifully. Exactly, yeah. And when you have Lennard Freeman, who really, his, his forte is at the basket because he's so strong and he's just so built. We honestly have too many big men who are at that middle stage to where we can have a consistent rotation. It's like... It's hard because you got uh, Yurt Seven playing like Who's out of his mind. By the way, kudos to you. You've been saying all year that Thank Yurt you. Seven. I really appreciate it. Was the <laughs> best player on the team, and he now is. you really can't you can't dispute that at all. He's playing at an all ACC level, over yep. twenty a game the last three and maybe four of the last five. On sixty five percent shooting is the best part, and he's not turning the ball over at yes. all. I know most people when they watch Yurt Seven, um, he gets double teamed, and sometimes he'll turn over the ball or he'll go up. Weak, but what they don't see is that when he's being used correctly, when he's being coached correctly, which yep. Kevin Keats has done, Mark Godfrey was not you know able what? to do this. There's he's times shooting his threes, he's getting his isolations in the post. In, Go ahead. In this <laughs> offense, there are times where our primary play call is you're at seven, you're going to set a pick, you're going to roll, not to the basket, but to the baseline for a 16 foot jump shot. Yes. Nobody in the country runs that for their seven footer because no one hits it at the clip that your seven does. Exactly. And, and you we see didn't that... run that with Godfrey. Exactly. Godfrey did not do that. It's because Godfrey just like said, hey, Dennis, come here, shoot the ball. Yeah. Nothing to get. I love Dennis Smith. Yes. Nothing against Dennis. 
everything against Godfrey. <laughs> but, I mean, he's still, he got to say the tournament a couple times. But what I'm saying is, like, they're not even defending it, though. You see, you're at seven. He stretches the floor so well. That yeah, he by, was off for three versus Wake Forest. He, didn't, yeah, he, he only had, hit a couple. He was like two for six or something like that. Only hit a couple, but I mean, still, 33%. It's not abysmal. Yeah. It's not, it's not awful. But um, We're used to him hitting five or six like he did versus yeah, Duke. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he did that versus Duke. He did it versus Miami. Even though we lost, he played out of his mind. He played ridiculously well against Clemson. Had an off game against Virginia, as you'd expect, a good defensive team. Yeah. They double teamed him, and yet they still... I'll tell you what, though, your seven gets doubled a lot in the post, and he's really good about figuring out. Like, there was this time when he first got here, they were like, oh, this guy's really good. We're going to double him. And then he didn't deliver. And so they're like, okay, we don't need to double him. Yeah. Then he was he was winning his one on one battles, and they're like, okay, we're going to double him. And then he would he would disappear. Mm -hmm. And now he's finally figured out how to how to move around, how to get open. And he, the best part about it, he's a really good shooter, but he doesn't take he doesn't force shots. Exactly. Yes. He lets the game come to him. And that's what happens when you have a good coach. Yes. You can let your best players do that without having to force it. Um, I just, I really think, like, he's gotten better on defense, too, if oh, you watch. significantly. Oh, significantly, Except yeah. for the referees, I swear to goodness gracious. They love calling fouls on year seven. All the time. All the time. He's, he yep. has, a, he, like, I think he has a tendency to move into people with his arms straight up, which is a foul, and it always looks bad <laughs> for the crowd when the ref calls that foul. Yeah. It's kind of those fouls that if you make it, the ref wants to let that go. He doesn't want to give you an and one on that. It's kind of like he will call the whistle when he sees the shot's no good. Yeah. And it's weird, but, like, if you play basketball, you know the referees kind of do that. Like You know what we're talking about. It's a yeah. petty foul. You don't want to give a guy an and one for it, but he kind of deserves the free throws because he did get fouled. Exactly, yeah. And your seven gets a lot of those fouls, but when he's not in foul trouble. He's, I mean, he's obviously our best shot blocker. Yes. He's our best uh, interior defender. And by far. By, oh, absolutely, by far. And he's when he stays out of foul trouble and he gets a couple shot blocks, um, like, it's really, like, you can clearly see the difference. Yes. Like, against Wake Forest, he was playing, um, our defense was so good at the end of the game that they just started chucking up threes. They didn't score for the last 430 it, of yes, the game. Yes, that was incredible. They didn't score for the last, like, four minutes. Markel and LeVar Bats on the perimeter just guarding those three-pointers. Tenacious, Dude, The tenacity it's a, it's beautiful to of watch. the enforcer like and the chef. That's what I call him. The Markel's enforcer the and chef? the chef. Markel's the chef. LeVar's the enforcer. So Markel gets things cooking. I like it. Omir like is a it. walking bucket. Oh, That's but that was Al Freeman before. I think Omir is a lot more than that. Okay. I really like Omir, this team. Omir's our unicorn. There you go. He's our yeah, unicorn. Yeah, he's very similar to Chris Thompson playing style. Yeah. I'll tell you a really, he's really— He's going to be an even better pro player than he is in college. This is an underrated part of this team, and I think what makes us very unique, and I think we can cause some problems for the teams, is the fact that we can do small ball and put Torn Dorn at the four for significant oh, I minutes. That. I love that. And we are really good because Dorn is strong enough that he can defend post players. Yes. Wake Forest played the entirety of the second half and most of the first half with two seven-footers on the floor, and Dorn was matched up with at least one of them at any given time on defense, yeah. and Wake Forest couldn't capitalize on that. Yeah, Torin Dorn is actually one of our best rebounders. <clears throat> Excuse me. Actually one of our best rebounders. I mean, he, he had a game earlier this year. He wasn't in double figures, but he made such an impact on the defensive end. I he think he had always 12 rebounds. The offensive glass. He's yeah. one of those guys, he goes up and gets it with one hand and then like smacks the ball down, and it's like one of those rebounds that makes you want to run through a wall. But yeah, I I agree with you. But Torin Doran, that's we just have. I think we have the pieces for this team, and I'm completely I think unbiased we have the, and objective. The future 
in this team. Yeah, that's true. Because I real I think Euro Seven is probably gonna go pro after this year. He should. Absolutely, yeah. I I hope he does. His I think stock he's is just going up as we speak right now. It's rising. Probably. Speaking of one and duns or two and duns, we have to mention Duke. They have the they literally have <sighs> the greatest recruiting class of all time. I know. R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion Williamson. The top three recruits. I'm not sure which mm. order. I don't think it really matters. Oh man. Every single one. Williamson's the second. Zion's number two, R.J. Barrett's number one, then Cam Reddish is number three. And then they also have Tyus. A small forward, a small forward, and a small power forward. Yeah, and that's after they had Marvin Bagley. And when you yes. saw him, Marvin Bagley. He's gone. He's, he's going pro. He's, he's the number in, one pick. He's insanely good. Duke mm-hmm. just keeps getting these one and dones, and I just I, I despise it. <laughs> I want some of that talent. Duke is also getting Tyus Jones, younger brother, Trey Jones. He... Fits Coach K's system perfectly. They're going to be tough to beat next year. I know you grew up a Duke fan, but that's just tough for me to have to listen to. I wanted Zion Williamson. No, it's tough for me too because I mean, I'm I was always Duke one, State two. Now I'm State one, Duke two. So like, it's very bittersweet. At least know? it's not you because they're going to beat Carroll. So we're back. Uh, we were just informed there was an emergency broadcast going on, and yes. I don't know why we can't hear that here, but. Uh, so we don't know have, what you heard, but you were talking about how Dwight Hornets. Howard has had a resuscitation this year. Yeah, that's a resurgence is a better word, I that, think. That's the word I couldn't think of. It's <laughs> I knew R that's word. what you were thinking of. <laughs> All right, anyway, you, to, you tell me there's Kemba Walker trade rumors. Yes. Who are we talking? Because well, I'm not going to say I'm, I'm, I'm very attached to Kemba Walker. It depends who we can get. All I'm going to say is Michael Jordan said there is nobody that we would trade Kemba Walker for. He said that? Except for an all-star. That's what he said. Okay. That's Kawhi fair. Leonard. He also said the ceiling is the roof, since we're talking MJ <laughs> quotes. I thought, I thought that was And, I mean, he's the owner, so if the GM trades Kimba Walker without, like, his approval, he will fire Rick Cho. Rick Cho knows that. Yeah. Number one, I think Rick Cho's already gone at the end of the season. I think Michael Jordan's going to fire him. But back to Kimba. Back to Kimba and the trade rumors. Spurs were already an initial potential destination for Kemba Walker. Yeah, because there's been some talk from Spurs players like Aldrich said he asked to be traded before the season. Yes. And uh, Coach Pop had a heart-to-heart, in air quotes, talk with him. I don't know where that stands. And now you tell me. Oh, they're fine. I mean, Aldrich is an all-star this year. But Kawhi Leonard has had difficulty with his recovery from a quad injury, and he apparently has expressed like that he wants to be out of San Antonio. Which, to me, is incredibly surprising. That's a game changer. Maybe. Kawhi Leonard is a Jordan athlete. Yes. He which is. means Jordan loves him already. Oh, you're talking about the brand? The brand. Oh. He's a Jordan athlete. I thought you were talking about just his athletic oh, no. ability. He's a Jordan athlete, just like Kimba Walker, but he is a Jordan athlete, which, I mean... It's very rare that the Hornets are a trade destination. Like, there were, like, a few teams that when LeBron's like, I'm leaving Cleveland, there were, like, five that you could write off immediately. It was, like, Grizzlies and Hornets were the first two. It's like, no, LeBron James is never coming here. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why we can't get more people to play for us. Which is funny because if the lottery um, wasn't, like, the way it was. We would have got Anthony Davis. No, LeBron James would be a Grizzly at the start of his career, at least. He would have been playing with Pau Gasol. Pau started for the Grizzlies? Yes. Okay. Which could have been, which could have led to um, rings, which in could Memphis. have led to him in Memphis. Yes, mm. it's weird to think about. It is very weird. Same with Anthony Davis in the Hornets. Yeah, that would have been nice. We got MKG. But yes, yeah, okay. so that's a potential trade rumor. Uh, we are going to talk about the All Star Game quickly, um, though, because it, it's like four minutes. Very quickly, uh, LeBron is the captain of the East. Of course, they're doing it differently this year. 
where the top two vote or the top vote getter in each conference, they are the team captains and they are going to pick their teams. So it's not East West, it's Team Curry and Team LeBron, which is just how we all want it, right? That is actually really awesome. It's how we all want it. It's it just really like it is. is on the playground, probably for those guys when they were four years old, going out to the park and playing basketball. Honestly, yeah. But is there anybody in particular that you think was snubbed for the All-Star game, particularly among the reserves? I was surprised that Chris Paul didn't okay. make it. Okay, that's was, interesting. Because the Rockets are a really good team. And so like when you're like, oh, Paul George didn't make it, the I'm Thunder gonna, weren't good. I'm going to disagree with you. Now, okay. Chris Paul, James Harden, Clint Capella, they're undefeated when they play together. But Harden, I mean, Paul was out for a month. He was out for a month, and the Rockets did keep mm-hmm. winning a substantial amount of games. Chris Paul's averaging 19-8, and eight, very solid numbers. The number two player on his team, when you look at, like, Damian Lillard, the number one player on his team, averaging 25 He's an seven. all-star this year. Yes, he's, Dame, he's Lillard is an all-star. Stubbed, I mean, uh, snubbed. He's always been snubbed. Yeah. Wait. And I'm a huge Lillard fan, so I'm always, like, angry at stuff like that. But, um... Yeah. Me in particular, I think Paul George got snubbed for Draymond Green because I think Paul George is a defensive player of the year candidate like Draymond Green, you're but just he's a hater, putting up John. better numbers. You're just hating greatness. Mm. Why can't you just accept greatness? Speaking of hating greatness, as we <laughs> transition to the end of the program, yeah. <laughs> the Super Bowl is that coming good. up. That was good. This, uh, the Patriots made it. Daggummit. And the, the officials are going to get rings as well. I've heard multiple <laughs> stop, news sources. Stop, stop, stop reported that, and they were celebrating in the end zone with the Patriots. No, it's going to be Patriots No, 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 that was actually a, a miscommunication. I know, I know. Yeah. We, we talked about this all yes. there. But I don't and know yet you still bring it up. Because it's funny. <laughs> it's mess, funny. I'm the Patriots had you. one penalty <laughs> called on them. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. TV ratings, the ideal matchup was Eagles-Patriots because those have the lo- most loyal fan bases. I don't know how many people would have watched the Jags in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, so people are going to watch the Super Bowl because it's the Super Bowl. Yeah. But... Eagles, and, then you got, and then you got people who still like boycott the NFL because of the anthem protests. They're going to watch the Super Bowl. No, they're not. They will. And they're ch- childish if they don't because of that. They're going to watch the Super score Bowl. Score predictions, real quick. What's yours? Who wins and why? Okay, Patriots 34, Eagles 31. Goskowski wins on a kick because Brady has 30 seconds and two timeouts to get 30 yards. I'm going to say Eagles 37 because I think a safety wow. happens. And I'm going to say the Patriots 31. So you think the Eagles win? Yeah. Well, who's your, who's like, your MVP? Oh, well, it has to be Nick Foles if the Eagles win. And the Patriots does not mean that I don't think the Eagles can win the Super Bowl. I'm, I'm ready Nick for Nick Foles, Napoleon Dynamite, I love him. I'm just ready for the <laughs> memes to die, the ones that, that you see online about the Eagles haven't won a Super Bowl. You have just as many championships as the Eagles. All these teams combined have the same championship. Yeah, but they say that about the Panthers, too. Not really, because no one hates the Panthers as much, except for like really? Colin Cowherd. A lot of people hate. The Panthers. They don't care. They don't. They don't care about the Panthers yeah. nationally. There's not a hate. Like I don't know, understand the hate for the Eagles, but you know we can all hate the Patriots together. This is what's going to unite America. We'll talk about it more next week because the Super Bowl is not for another week and a half. But yeah. that is all the time that we have. Thank you so much for listening and making us a part of your day. John, it was it was fantastic to have you back. Yeah, I'm glad to be back. Glad that we could do the show together again. Glad I'm not sick. That's, that's that always a plus. Get, yeah. <laughs> and glad it's not snowing because I'm an RA and we have to work the dining hall. It might in uh, <laughs> February again is what I've heard. Really? So, oh, well. I'm going to try to make the show anyway. All right, Mr. Domus. All right. Well, well, I mean, my brother's a horticulturist. <laughs> no, no, no. I, be- I believe you. He's I keeping just, up with the I weather. I believe you. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. You can give us a follow on Twitter at Pack is Life NCSU. You can, if you miss any part of the show, the podcasts are post online. A link 
is in the bio of our Twitter page. So if you missed last week, I'm not sure if la- the two weeks ago the show is up, but if you missed it, you can listen to it on there. Uh, that's everything I got for you. Bye, y'all.